Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Learning the Tropes. I'm your host, Erin, and today I am joined by one of my dear friends and colorist to the stars, Kelly Noonan. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. We are in the uh, an actual podcast studio. We were saying this feels very professional and I different. I feel very important. <laughs> We have giant headphones on. I feel suddenly the urge to share all of my controversial opinions. <laughs> I um we recorded an initial like intro episode for you. Yeah. It didn't <laughs> go. I just need everyone to understand that I've been doing hair for 12 years and so mm-hmm. I don't even have a computer really. Yeah, it was just shocking to me. Yeah. I just use my phone for everything and I did buy like a Surface laptop I think during lockdown maybe because mm-hmm. I was oh, no 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 it was sooner than I don't remember why I got it I never use it maybe just for therapy when I do my therapy session so just your therapy box basically yeah that's a, that's all I use it for I don't even stream on it like I just yeah. do not use it so when we tried to to do the pre-taping thing I I, I it didn't work no. And we learned that you can't use your phone to try to record on the service that we use. So it was good. And we learned something about it. Now we know. Now we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're a very talented colorist. You, you. are a colorist, my colorist. Mm-hmm. People think that I'm a natural redhead. And yeah, say, and you're not. That's my no? favorite thing. I trick people with the redheads all the time. My assistant, I made her a redhead too. And people always think it's a natural color. She, like, her nope. hair is gorgeous too. Thank you. Yes. And I do another romance writer. You do. Yeah. You do like one of the greats. I would say, yeah, one of our best living romance authors, Sarah McLean. Wow. She's so lovely. She is. She was so excited that you were doing this book that we're talking about. Yeah, we chatted about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, She seemed to really like it, too. Oh, she's obsessed with this book. Ah. She's like a big evangelist for it. I So I love this story about Sarah, and I don't know, maybe she'll want to tell it, but... I'll tell it. (laughs) When uh, she came to visit you, she was like, I need a good colorist. And I was like, well, I know the best colorist Uh and you have to go. And then I know the best uh, stylist stylist, and you have to go to him too. And so she basically just does exactly what I do, which is like, I just wish more people would just take my advice like that immediately. I love love when that happens. But also, you're incredibly chic. (laughs) So I feel like when it's, if it's any type of advice in that realm, I would be like jotting that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going there. I'm shopping there. Whatever you say, that's what I'll be doing. Um. So Sarah came in and she was like, I don't know what to do with my hair. And I think we had like had lunch earlier and she mm-hmm. was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, just go in there and put yourself in Kelly and David's hands and mm-hmm. they will do what is best and they'll decide. Mm-hmm. And um, so she was about to go on like a mini book tour mm-hmm. and she said like the vibes that she wanted and then she wanted to go more blonde and you said to her soccer moms go blonde rock stars go dark I said that yes! <laughs> and she was like right well you know what I needed her I, I was on like the blonde thing like I was with her cause, mm-hmm. but then when she told me what the book was about and it's about these like awesome badass girls yeah and then when she told me like the vibe i'm like they're like bomb experts and stuff they're like exploding things and i'm mm-hmm. like that's not that's not a soft balayage <laughs> like that's not we need to be more rock and roll so we went darker but with still yeah. some highlights and dimension and it really i think fit the mood i'm like yeah you don't want to go on this book tour with like a 
No, you have to match the book. Yeah. So that is a service also that you provide. So if any other authors are out there looking to get their hair color, just come in, <laughs> describe to Kelly what your book is about, and she'll yes. prescribe you a color. Yes. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um, and she looks fantastic. I can't get over it. Yeah, she, she looks, looks great. amazing. She looks great. Um, so yeah, so you came to me. Yes. And you said, I want to be on the podcast. I want to read a romance. Yes. What was the impetus of that? Okay. I, when I was setting my goals for the year, I put be on a podcast as one of them just out of no for no reason. Mm -hmm. But then also, um, I mean, as you know, I went through a really messy, embarrassing breakup. Mm. And so I kind of I've never read a romance novel before. And I found myself kind of in this state of like asexual, aromantic if that makes any sense, like post breakup, you're just like, well, and also because it was so spectacular of just like, we'll let the listeners know that my ex dumped me to be on The Bachelor. So it was just a well, the really, bachelorette. The bachelorette. You're correct. Yeah. But then he also did Bachelor in Paradise. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> but it was super. It's just so wild. It's, it's such so, a ridiculous thing to happen, especially because like I don't even watch The Bachelor. Like it's no. not even on my. I, I watch reality TV, just not like I could not be less interested. So it was just like really came out of left field. Um, so it was just like romance in general was kind of like dead to me. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, what? Maybe this will help just keep those embers burning. So I don't just become like a, you know, withered heart um, of stone type of old crone, you know. Yeah, no shame to crones, though. I'm I thrilled to be in it. my crone era. And you know what? I really do accept that I am there, even though I did enjoy this book. <laughs> <laughs> I would not say that at all. I don't. I think you have years to go before cronage, but okay. I, I'm excited to be in that life with you one day. Okay, yeah. Um, and so before this, sort of, what was your concept of romance novels? Sort of like what were like? Did you have? And it's okay to say you thought that they were cheesy, or you know, yes, and um. I definitely had just the Fabio. Like, that yeah. was my only thing, is, like, the open shirt, flowy hair, like, having sex in a barn. I don't know why. That's what my brain, like, went to. A barn? Okay. I don't know. Like, the farmer. I don't know where that came from. I must have seen a cover. Well, you're from somewhere. Amish country. So, were Not, those, like, Amish romances? No, I don't know. That was, like, maybe adjacent. I was, like, yeah. a couple hours away from Amish country. Okay. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's what my mindset was. And I also, I guess I also kind of thought of it as, like, just written pornography. Mm -hmm. So I always kind of imagined the storylines were like, oh, you're you you needed somebody to come fix your sink. And uh <laughs> you know, and then what happens from there? You know, I just I, I imagined the storylines were mm -hmm. very flimsy. The character develop with development was um also flimsy. I, I yeah, yeah. Does that I was I was, I guess, maybe expecting something more just cartoonish, mm. you know, and uh, and uh, I wasn't expecting any level of like depth of story or character development, I guess. Fair enough. I think that's or like common. a lifetime movie. I was like a, a thinking of like a lifetime movie, but mm -hmm. with sex scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I'm sure that that is also 
there's plenty of that as well. Oh, please. There are plenty of romance novels that also like are very thin in plot and character development. But I wouldn't say those are ones that we've ever read for the podcast. Right. Because, you know. What would you say? It wouldn't really be that much fun to read. Although back when Clayton was still a co-host, we would read, uh, we wouldn't read the books before reviewing them for the podcast. Like, before choosing them to read. And so every once in a while, we did come across ones where we were like, I got uh, nothing to say about this. This is rough. <laughs> I won't say specifically. And yeah. You will never know. Okay. Um, And so then, you know, what kind of books, like, are you drawn to? Like, books, movies, are there, like, genres that you really love? Yeah, I am. I'm not a big reader anymore. But when I was, a, when I did read, I it was more like, yeah, fantasy, like, post-apocalyptic or whatever like you know the hunger games mm-hmm. harry potter twilight those things i would i would read well, all you that would write like, twilight so twilight's a romance but they don't have sex oh right because they're mormon i mean no because she's mormon she's stephanie Mo- My- the author is a- yeah stephanie myers mormon yeah um so yeah you read many books before they ever had sex um yes um and that was no, I mean, I've read all of them, but not great um, literature, if you want to go that direction. Um, but yeah, in terms of like TVs and movie and all of that type of stuff, I'm definitely more of like a fantasy sci-fi person just because I'm like, I get enough reality. Yeah. Like, and for some reason, like romance in a context of like, a real world setting seems less believable to me than if I'm already expected to believe that dragons are real. And then also that this story, this romantic story is happening. I'm like, all right, suspension of disbelief is already in full effect, but like, I'm supposed to believe that these two regular humans and regular life are experiencing this. I'm like, I don't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is the the contemporary romance is tough because it is just like two people. And a lot of the times with contemporary romance, it's just like two nice people falling in love. And I'm always like, okay, (laughs) yeah, this happens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's clumsy and he's a little stiff. Okay. Oh, Uh, whatever. I'm again, not talking anything specific, guys. But that also describes me in every relationship I've ever been in. Yes. I did run into a bike rack on my way walking over here. (laughs) You are a little bit of a romance heroine, actually, as we're talking about it. Yeah. Okay. I just need the end of my story or the beginning to really. We need you to stop dating um, studious cancers. What is it with the cancers? I I can't. I, I don't try to date cancers. They just all happen to be cancers. I think now when you meet somebody within five minutes, you need to be getting the birthday deeds. You need to be getting oh, the yeah. bakery because uh, uh, cancer just walk away. Yeah. That, I mean, I'm a couple steps away from even making eye contact with a man. So we'll get you there. I think we're, <laughs> I think I'm safe for now. Um. So when we were talking about picking a book for you to read, mm-hmm. you specifically said you wanted dragons. Yeah, I do so like dragons. So what does dragons, like, what are dragons to you? Because I love that. Oh, I always have liked dragons. I guess also growing up, I always just liked reptiles. I was okay. like, I liked snakes and lizards and stuff. I was that kid. Mm. Um. Yeah. And ironically, this book, no dragons. I know. But it's a trick because they, they use the term dragon for something else. I'm like... All right. Yeah. Well, Well, so the book that we read is A Heart of Blood and Ashes by Mila Vane, A Gathering of Dragons, number one. So when I had not read this book until we chose it for the podcast and I was like, oh, 
dragons. The series Sounds is called great. Dragons. I was like, obviously there are dragons. Mm-hmm. There are not dragons. Dragons mm-hmm. just refers to his like bestie soldiers. Yeah, like his security detail essentially. Yeah. Yes. So, but before we get into what yes. the book is about. Let's judge the cover. So I read mm. this on my Kindle app. You have a physical copy. Mm-hmm. The physical copy is beautiful. Yeah, I like it. It's also very soft. It mm-hmm. also gives you a sense of how thick this book is. It's very thick. Which I did not realize. No, because I just went into it. I didn't realize this is like a very long book. Yeah. I blew through it, though. You sure did. I took a longer time. You did take a little while to read it, which is fine. Everybody yes. reads at her own pace, and it's yes. fine. Uh-huh. Um, what was this book about? Um, it's to me, it reminded me very much of like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. in that it's like you have the different like regions that all have different rulers, and then you have um, you know, almost kind of like a uniting of two um kingdoms to mm-hmm. defeat like a evil ruler right um as like the framework but that then uh our female protagonist has been literally kept in a tower her whole life and but is a princess and our male protagonist is the the prince of the barbarian people mm-hmm. and they have to uh Join forces, even though they don't like each other. Well, really, she likes him. He doesn't really like her because he thinks she killed his parents. That's that's the key. A tough thing to get over. But yes. But then, um, you know, on their quest, but they, they have to unite forces to defeat her brother, who is evil. And uh, and so they have to get married. They have to. <laughs> And then romance ensues. Yes. Essentially. And then the dragons are literally just his buddies that protect him, the other barbarians. Yeah. So that's okay. They were pretty cool. No, they I loved them. And they yeah. were also mixed gender, which is I cool. I love that. Yeah. So what was your yeah, and so that's basically it. They mm-hmm. sh- he thinks that she had had his parents killed. Then she th- he thinks that she lured his parents. Mm-hmm. To then be killed by her brother. She wanted to always marry him. And then basically when he comes upon her, she says, like, the way to get back at my father for murdering your parents is if you marry me and we have children together. And then that, like, defeats his line. Yes, because this was another interesting thing that I liked about this book is that her people, it's a matriarchal Mm -hmm. society. So it goes through the daughter's. So that's why he hid her away in a tower. He didn't want people to know that there was a daughter. And her mother was also in that tower, locked away. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But I I think, and this was the main crux of the book that always, that just bothered me. It really didn't make sense that he thought she was involved in that. Really? It didn't make sense to me. Because she was so clearly, like, starved abused she was like literally missing fingers Mm -hmm. she couldn't walk she was that's another thing that i did appreciate is that is a very strong character and she's disabled yeah but it did not make her any less capable and she still was very strong um but yeah um and and he saw her when he first met her she murdered her own brother so i'm like clearly she's not on their side yeah 
like for the whole book. I mean, I get being at first, Mm -hmm. but then I'm like, we're 600 pages in and you're still think that she had something to do with it. Like, yeah, I uh, it's interesting, but I guess men are stupid. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think you hit on a bunch of things that I, I think and I this book is phenomenal. Yes. Like, so good. Everybody should read it. If you, if you have not read a romance novel, if you have read a million romance novels, it's it's fantastic. And um, I listened to the Faded Mates, which is Sarah's podcast. Oh. She, they also talked about the book, and I listened. I broke down and listened to it. I was mm-hmm. like, let me, maybe I should do my podcast first, and then right. I'm weak. I'm weak. Okay. And I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of the stuff is informed by things that they said. But... The thing that's interesting about this book is, like you said, it's like a matrilineal society. It's mm-hmm. it's on the surface you think of matriarchy because mm-hmm. women are given also all of the women in her line are literally like touched by a goddess mm-hmm. who is able to see through their eyes and also mm-hmm. they're able to see, you know, what's happening all over the place. They can go in these trances and things. So on your surface, you're like, oh, this is like women are in charge. But nowhere are women in charge and even though they're they're the ones that are actually powerful mm -hmm. they have been you know brutalized to the point where their power has been taken away from them exactly which is relatable i know which is Mm -hmm. you know um something that sarah says all the time is like romance is always a reflection of the time in which it was Mm -hmm. written so this book coming out in 2020 and having it be about this level of kind of like feeling powerless as a woman feeling like you don't have control over your own body as a woman Mm -hmm. feeling like your only purpose is like as a vessel for babies Mm -hmm. is all things that i think are very relatable because yes she can become queen basically by Becoming a certain age or having a child, and then that makes her queen. Oh, wait, really? I guess so. Oh, is that I? Well, because they were like so gung ho about like, we are going to have a baby. Like, we yeah, like, need right. to get you pregnant immediately. That was basically, and then there was this device that they used. Well, this is the one thing that surprised me the most. Having this, having this as my first romance novel, mm-hmm. there was, and this was a doozy of a romance novel too. There was so much less sex than I was expecting. Yes, I was expecting it to be sex strung together with a story, mm-hmm. but really, I was getting like a Game of Thrones level story with even less sex than Game of Thrones has. Like, because Game of Thrones has very explicit sex, so I was like, they literally don't even have sex till the end of the book. Right. And that because there's like her moon night, which I never really fully understood what that meant. Like, was it a certain age that she was reaching? Or I didn't understand this either okay. until the ending. And then, and then honestly, listening to the Faded Mates episode, I was like, okay. now I get it. Cause like they had to wait. So basically, yes. what it is, is because they are all ruled by Vela, who is the moon goddess. Yes virgins can only, like, have sex for the first time on a full moon in order to honor Vela. Otherwise, she's going to be, she's nasty to men. So, and you have to spill blood. So, like, when a man loses his virginity, he'll, like, cut himself. When a woman loses her virginity, it's, like, her hymen breaking, which we all know hymen has nothing to do with virginity. It's 2020. And Uh, we're fine. But you know what? Also, there are zombies in this book so hymens are also something we care about okay so 
in order to not displease the goddess Vela, they have to wait to the full moon okay. in order to have sex for the first time. I didn't fully understand. It was just like, okay, they can't have sex until some date in the future. Right. Which is also like romance reasons. Like, yes, this helps the plot. Like that they uh, yeah. they don't just have sex immediately. You know? Yes. Yes. But I mean, I don't think that they necessarily would have needed to do that because they didn't like each other at first. So... Mm-hmm. They could have dragged that on just through their dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, but then we wouldn't have gotten all the almost sex scenes, which were great. <laughs> the almost sex scenes are the best part of romance because like in a good romance novel that has sex in it and not every romance novel has sex in it. Wait, really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. I'm learning so much. Yeah, they're closed door romances. Oh. Or there's like Christian romances where they just kind of like kiss at the end maybe. Oh, wow. Um, but by the time the two people have sex, you're like, I am. I need to read an explicit sex scene because oh, yeah. I have come so close so many times. Like, right. for the love of God, these yes. two people need to fuck. They're edging us. Yeah. Exactly. But, well, that was another major disappointment for me with this book is that, I don't know, Are we? am I getting ahead of myself if I talk about when they finally do have sex? No, I think we can like mix okay, it up. Can we I think jump this around? book would be way too, like I don't, like chronologically so there's it's so, so much long. happening. Yeah. The, when they, we're reading the whole book to wait for them to have said like the whole entire book and then it's the worst most unsatisfying sex scene mm. ever I literally almost threw the book <laughs> if I and then I guess it they redeemed itself but like if I hadn't been reading this for a purpose I would have stopped reading I'd be like fuck this shit they were like mad at each other. They had to do it because if they didn't do it then, then they'd have to wait to the next full moon. And then one of them was probably going to die. I don't know. And they only had like 10 minutes before the sun came up. And I was like, 10 minutes? No. <laughs> what? We need so much more time than this. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I guess that was the point. Like it was clearly supposed to be like, and I don't know if that was because she wanted, I mean, the author wanted it to differentiate when they had to have sex for that purpose to then when they wanted to. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe that's what she was doing. But in that moment, I was very upset at it. Well, I think also it's once the the hero and the heroine have kind of like declared their love for each other, like the book is over, like kind of the wind is out of the sails. So... But you can have hot sex and not be in love. Yeah. I mean, basically what happens is they're at the end of, like, their journey. Mm-hmm. Her, They're trying to defeat his her brother. Mm-hmm. He's He has been fighting him all night because they try to set up this decoy situation mm-hmm. and it goes wrong. And he goes back. And basically, like, they have 10 minutes to have sex. Which is like, listen, you can have hot sex in 10 minutes. Like, you can just, like, get it done. And, like, mm-hmm. that's great. But, like, that wasn't this. He also says to her basically Mm -hmm. like it's okay I know that you killed my mother but I understand now that you had reasons and like still refuses to believe her Mm -hmm. that she did not set up his mother that Mm -hmm. she had a very close relationship with his mother Mm -hmm. that she loved his mother Mm -hmm. and she's he says to her early on in the book like if you ever speak about my mother without Mm -hmm. me asking you I'll cut out your tongue yeah that That's another thing that really bugged me about the book 
is just how that whole thing played out and mm -hmm. their dynamic and like how well like you can say that and then there's this other thing that the barbarians always keep their oaths yeah and so it's like since he said that since he said i will cut out your tongue if you ever speak my mother's name that he could not break it but then it's like come on be reasonable like you can have a conversation at this point but you couldn't it, but it's he like, does he could not allow himself to listen to her truth and believe it right and that's part that's like a big theme of the book too is like yeah. you want he demands truth from her which she always does yeah which she always does tell the truth but he refuses to allow her to tell the truth right and then demands the truth from her and then one of the things that I really didn't like because there was that one scene when they're at like the inn or something. And actually, this was one this was one moment that I had. I was like, oh, I'm reading a romance novel. Like I forgot because I'm reading it like it's gonna be Game of Thrones. And so I'm expecting like dark twists. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they go to this like inn and they're eating there, and there's this like waitress that keeps staring at her because they have special eyes, mm -hmm. like the lot like they have like white eyes or something. So she knows that this is like somebody blessed by the goddess or whatever of that line. And this woman is staring at her the whole time and then is insisting that she take a bath. Let me draw you a bath. Let me draw you a bath. And then they're all perceiving it like she's, oh, she's so enamored with this like daughter of the goddess. Mm -hmm. Like that's here. But I was like, oh no, this is shady. She's trying to get her alone. She's probably telling, I was like waiting for there to be an attack. Yeah. And then it wasn't. It was a sexy thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a romance novel. Like, this isn't, like, I was expecting her to get kidnapped because this woman lured her to be alone. But I was like, yeah. oh, no, 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 it was a sexy bath. And then he walked in mm -hmm. after she took a bath. And then that was, I think, their first sexual encounter where I guess he was just, like, fingering her, I mm -hmm. think. And then after that happens, and... I really did enjoy that scene. It felt there's something that felt very real about it. And um and another aspect of her character is that she's never experienced anything because she's been locked in a tower since right. she was born, but her mother did teach her as much as she could. And so it it all feels very new and you're hearing it from her perspective, but then she doesn't mention his mother afterwards, but like, in the moment where they could be cuddling and, like, experiencing that closeness, she says something in a roundabout way to reference his mother, and he, like, becomes violent with her and, like, yeah. grabs her tongue and is, like, and then after they just have this tender moment, he's, like, holding her tongue and is just, like, I will never love you. Mm. And that was just so awful. And it's just hard for me to then root for that character and root for them to get together and for them to fall in love after that. Because I'm just like, well, you're just a monster. Like, that was just so cruel. Right. He says to her basically, like, don't look to me for love. Like, look to our future children and your yeah. people for love. Yeah. And I think, yeah. But I think part of— And with the violence on top of it. Yeah. Like, after she was just starting to feel— that closeness between them. And mm -hmm. obviously he was starting to feel that closeness too. And he was afraid of it. That's why 
we're, I guess, supposed to think that he did that. But I don't know. I just hate that. Even in our fantasies that we're just like, oh, he's a monster, but I can soften him. Like, I hate, it's like the Beauty and the Beast thing. Right. It's like, I, I don't like that. I think that's, I mean, I think that is legitimate of a criticism, but also it's it's how far can we go over here to then like bring them back together, you yeah. know? No, I know. And I hate that because then people do that in real life. Yeah. That's the thing is that it's like if it wasn't the way that things often played out in real life, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be so disturbing. Yeah. But it's like then we make this association between like rage and anger and somebody who doesn't trust you. It's like that like thing where a guy is so possessive of you that he'll like punch somebody's lights out and you think it's sexy. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like this, like, why do we think that that's sexy? It's scary. Yes. You know, like, I wish that that we didn't see that as sexy, but it, it, we do. It's yeah. It's like Beauty and the Beast. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, you're a monster, but you're soft for me. Like, mm. or like, you were angry with me. You were, you were scary to me at first, but, but I'll wear you down because that's not what happens in real life, right? Like, what happens in real life when it's not fictional is the beast stays a beast, and if he's somebody that's gonna lock you in a fucking dungeon, then. He's not going to suddenly become a prince at the end. Like, that's mm-hmm. not how things really play out in real life. So, I don't know. I know it's, like, fictional, but I just don't like that kind of perpetuating of that already toxic pattern that we have in society. You know what I mean? I think that's a fair criticism. I also think that we're not supposed to see that as sexy or aspirational like in that moment it's supposed to be like a cruelty to her i understand what you're saying that it's like overall like the person who did that is the person who eventually we do want them to end up together well it's all part of it right Mm -hmm. so it's like we have a sexy moment and then you have a violent moment yeah and then that makes it even sexier when I mean it's the it's the the toxic relationship it's like high highs and low lows right and that we've all fallen into that pattern where it's like yes when it's toxic it makes the good times feel so much more intense right so I mean I guess it was realistic in that light that that is a very common thing but the uncommon thing is for that behavior to dissipate into softness and love yeah because usually that type of situation would just escalate with more violence in real life i think that's also part of the wish fulfillment of romance is that this person would get worn down where i think yeah like you said in real life if somebody is violent with you they're they're a violent person and that's they are only going to get more violent right exactly yeah i think you know yeah yeah, I, mean, I know. But then that's why we, well, that's why it's a fantasy now. <laughs> right. Because it does, like, we do. And I think the thing that we have too is like being in his point of view and understanding yes. the level of like pain that he has and understanding also he's like a barbarian in a fantasy world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's and not he's a person. His parents, yes. And his, yeah, his parents just died and he's feeling all these emotions and he's 
yes. not sure. And he feels like he might be, this woman might be tricking him. Because mm-hmm. I think that's it too. He he refuses to believe her. Yes. And he even... Also refuses to let her talk. Refuses to let her talk, refuses to believe her, which I think is like, you know, not uncommon. Yeah. Um, The first sex scene is when they first meet. She kills her brother. So she's supposed to be going to marry this other yes, king I about that. that she doesn't want to marry. Her brother, um, uh, so Maddox, who's the hero. I don't know if we've said that. We haven't. Name. Maddox is the hero. Yvain is the heroine. Is that how you say say it? Yvain? I never knew. Yvain? I didn't know. That's how I would say it. I mean, I could Yvain. be wrong. But, um... Maddox has basically been told, like, your parents are killed, but you're not allowed to go out for the people that killed them because there's this big destroyer that's coming to take us all down and we have to remain united. And he's, mm-hmm. like, pissed. But basically, if he goes after and if he kills any members of this family, then his people and lands will be forgotten when this destroyer comes. So, well, And also, I think it would start more, like, upheaval. Mm-hmm. It would just start a war. In a Because... The, her father killed Maddox's parents mm-hmm. under false pretenses that it was he. They were Ill- legally executed because right. of their own wrongdoing, right? Which was lies. Mm-hmm. But so it wasn't like they, to the outside world, were murdered in cold blood. So it would just look like retaliation. Um, I think they claimed his father raped someone yeah. or something. I forget what they said that the mother did. Kill, did she kill someone? I think killed somebody or yeah. something. Yeah, but like... Which maybe she did. I don't know. I can't remember. No, no. I think they were trumped up. It was like all... Oh, yeah, no, charges. but it w- could have been like as part of the struggle when they, they're murdering yeah. the husband. I can't remember exactly the details there. But yes, anyway. it was all lies based on that were made up so, so that it, he could kill Maddox's parents without... Like facing the repercussions of right. just murdering, so he could pretend like I killed them to save my people because they were rapists and murderers and barbarians. Barbarians, yeah. yeah. So she basically, he, you know, what Maddox refuses to acknowledge and refuses to see what is in front of him is that he, that Yvain had a relationship with his mother because they were also in prison together for yes. months. Yeah, and Yvain wanted to marry Maddox even before he knew. She, they had ever met, and his mother also wanted, wanted that as well. Wanted that as well, yeah. And, and because I don't think we mentioned this explicitly, but Evan's mother could see mm-hmm. anything that was going on outside of like the she tower. Had she had the gift of sight, right? Yeah. Which I thought was like a cool magic power that I hadn't really seen done a lot of places, right? But um, so her mother had been watching. And trying to discern who would be a good partner for Yvain. And um had picked him. And yes, but then at the end of the book they talked about how that wasn't her first choice. Oh. Well. But I was like, I thought this whole book you were talking about how your mother chose him. Um, I think he was one of many ch- options. Yeah. And um but the reason that Maddox's parents had traveled there was to check her out. Check her out because yeah. I think the the mother had written to them. 
Yeah. And and Yvain's entire existence was always like a well-kept secret because her father wanted to maintain this level of power and not acknowledge that there was an An heir. Yes. So her brother says something negative about Maddox's mother. And so Yvain stabs him in the back and slits his throat. Yes. And tells everybody around, like, everybody go say that I did it because I did do it. And yes, it wasn't him. And so you can't come after him because they're not going to kill me. And then sort of that's what convinces Maddox that she's not kind of like a double agent, although he still believes that. Well, that's what I mean. That was like their first interaction. Yeah. I'm like, she just killed her own brother in defense of him saying something negative about your mother. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't that give you maybe a green flag? I don't know. I think it's also it's like he doesn't want to see it. Like, yes, logically, he should have put two and two together, but he didn't. Yeah, no. And uh, yeah, I guess it was really also just the grief that he was so overcome with grief. And I Um, think he wanted to blame somebody. Yeah, he needed a scapegoat. Yeah. And I don't think he, she let on the level of torture that her family had put her under. No, she did hide that. Yeah. She did hide that. So Um, it it became more clear mm -hmm. throughout the book. And anytime he realizes a new level of, like, that she had been tortured, like, it does cut him to the bone. Mm-hmm. Like, when he realizes, like, she can't run. Right. When he realizes that she has been starved her entire life. Right. Like, it's it's upsetting to him. Yeah. But so they decide to get married as this revenge thing. She convinces him yes. of this. He sucks her brother's blood off of her fingers. And then basically tells her, like, since we can't have sex because it's not the full moon, we've established that has to happen. Like, you need to basically, like, jerk me off before we get started on our journey. Uh And And then there's, like, a bloody hand job. Yep. She gives a hand job using her brother's blood. And it's kind of fantastic. It really it turns him on whenever she's like, are you feeling the blood of my brother on your dick? And he's, like, into it. This is exactly what I... It's so hard for me to be like, and you didn't trust this woman? <laughs> she just murdered her own brother in defense of your mother and mm-hmm. then gave you a hand job with the, her brother's blood as lube. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I could trust her. Like, bro. I know. <laughs> wake up. Like, then she really is playing 3D chess. If she's like, I'm going to murder Hello. him. And then this whole time, I'm actually exactly. also like murdering your mom. Like, yeah. it just didn't make any sense to me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, why he was but I guess that's also part of it is that he is so overcome with grief that he is being illogical and I think part of his character and one of the aspects that I really liked about this um, their dynamic is that you know he's the warrior mm-hmm. and she's like the would-be queen and so her mother has raised her to be a leader and has been training her on diplomacy and all of these things and he's learned how to be a warrior and so then they're kind of teaching each other like he's teaching her over the course of the book like how to ride a horse like how she can become physically stronger how to shoot arrows all these things and she's teaching him how to be a leader Mm -hmm. because now that his parents are dead he's the next in line obviously but the barbarians vote Mm -hmm. Right. So he but he would presumably be the king, but she's helping him kind of prepare us to like you can't just go in guns blazing all the time. Like there's diplomacy here. So I did kind of like that dynamic between them, but I forget why I was making that point. The scene that I love, too, because 
one by one, like, all of the dragons, like, all of his, Mm -hmm. like, men and women, like, fall in love with her, like, Yes. See, like they see her so early for like, yeah. she's brilliant. She's going to save us all. Like, yes, she's great. And um, at one stage, I think maybe it was after the tongue thing or something happened. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to sleep with you anymore. It was the tongue thing. Yeah. Because they were sleeping together. And then he did the tongue thing. And he said, don't ever look to me for love. It will never be me. Yeah. The children will love you. Your people will love you, but it'll never be me. And then she refused to sleep with him. Yeah. So she goes and sleeps with his dogs. The dogs love her. Uh-huh. And... Are the dogs or wolves? Wolves. Yes. Well, yeah. Wolves, dogs, you know. Um, they all keep her warm through the night. And then all of his soldiers think that he sent her to sleep with the dogs. And, and they, like, yes. won't speak to him. Oh, yeah. They're all disgusted by him. And I'm like, yes. Also, more, more men's friends being disgusted with them. Yeah. Yeah. That you should be. And either way, even when he was like, no, she chose to sleep there. And they're like, well, then what the fuck did you say to her? <laughs> you're like, it must have been really bad if she's out here sleeping with dogs. Yeah. If she'd rather sleep with dogs than you, then you need to, I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but you need to, you need to get it together. Yeah. Um, one of the other things I loved that was so sexy about that scene before the tongue situation happened mm-hmm. was, um, Because they're all, like, in the, like, restaurant part of the inn, like, drinking. And they're one of—I forget their names of the dragon, but there was, like, a female member and a male member, and they were both flirting with the waitress. Mm -hmm. And then she comes upstairs with the two of them. Oh, yeah. And they're having, like, a threesome, and Mm -hmm. Bane is in, like, the next— not even the next room because it's just like curtains, I guess, uh, privacy curtains. And so she's hearing that. And that was like her first real exposure to consensual sex because she had only heard her mother being raped. Mm. And then, so hearing that, like to go from zero to then that, and then she's like, and then, so she was like already feeling kind of like, what are these feelings that I'm feeling? Why, like, Right, like they're all turned on, enjoying themselves too, like laughing and stuff. And she's like, I wonder what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And then he like strolls in. That was, I thought that was a really good moment. Mm -hmm. No, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. They're great supporting characters. I think I wanted the next book to be like one of them falling in love. Yeah, that's how it works, but it's not. It's somebody, it's new people. Oh, man. I know. Um, well, oh, something I think we forgot to mention as to why they're keeping her alive rather than just kill her is because her father wants to marry her off to someone that he can control. Like mm-hmm. he has someone specifically in mind. So she kind of has that plot armor of no one's going to try and kill her because mm-hmm. it she is the pawn to get another kingdom's power under his control. Right. Yeah. So she's safe in that way. Mm -hmm. So something else that happens kind of after they have sex for the, for the first time. So his mother, a chef has this like metal thing Mm -hmm. that she gives to whoever she wants. It's like the family crest or something. Yeah. It was like, yeah. And throughout the book in, when you're in Maddox point of view, you're like he's saying like well if she had this crest then I would believe it and I don't remember that being brought up a single mm-hmm. time until the end of the book 
Oh. I don't remember. I, maybe I just was like, oh, yeah, stuff that I don't even know what they're talking about and just moving right along, but I don't remember it being mentioned. It definitely was. Okay. I remember it. But I do the same thing with fantasy books and stuff sometimes where I'm like, words, words, words. Yeah, Like, yeah. I don't, these are things I don't understand. Like, That's why it took me so long to understand the Vela Moon thing. I was like, huh? I was like, sure, yeah, plot mm-hmm. point of they can't, can't have, have sex, sex until yeah. later, yeah. sure. Exactly. <laughs> There's a reason, and then we'll know it yes. eventually. Yes, it's like, oh, she would have the seal. Mm-hmm. I don't remember hearing about it until before, but also it's like you tried to rip her tongue out when she even mentioned something associated with your mother. Right, and she's also like, she mentioned like, oh, she meant she said you'd be good at this or something, which I'm also I'm like, that's a little gross, Yeah, but fine. This this book is a little that is out what there. it was, wasn't? It? Yeah, and he was like understood that she was referring to his mother in like a not yeah specific so she way. didn't say like she would. It's like well, I had been warned that you yeah. would be good at this, and then he grabbed her tongue. Yeah. So and also what she says to him when she shows him the medal is like, you would have told me I stole it from her. You would have mm-hmm. told me I took it off of her body. Like you would not have believed me, which is true. Mm-hmm. So this idea, it's interesting when you think about like the truth and women trying to tell their truth to a man where I feel like men a lot of times will have this thing where like if you if she's telling the truth, this one thing will be true. Mm-hmm. And even if that thing is something she says or something she believes, like they're like, well, yes, I know I said that if she said this one thing, then she would be telling the truth. But and actually, in this case, this is why she's still lying. Oh, right. Like anytime somebody brings a sexual assault allegation, it's like, well, why didn't you report it to the police? It's like, well, first of all, there's a lot of reasons why somebody wouldn't. But also, oh, I did. They didn't right. do anything. OK. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, why didn't you report it to HR? It's like, oh, I did. Well, it still doesn't mean. OK. Right. Like there's no there's nothing <laughs> I right. could do to get you to believe something when you don't want to believe me. Right. Yeah. And I think the thing with Maddox too that he has a hard time understanding even when you know he under like she had said that like his mother had picked her to be the wife. Mm-hmm. Is he was like, she would be a warrior. She would be this kind of person. She would not be you. Right. And I thought that was interesting, too, is like him kind of reconciling with like the person he thought he would end up with versus the person he did end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, who is somebody, like we said, who is disabled, who yeah. is not physically strong. I mean, like mentally, she's like a genius. Yes. All but those also, things. she gets, she is strong in terms of endurance. Right. Like she can endure a lot, mm-hmm. which... Also, I I felt just, I think my favorite thing about the book in general was how well flushed out the characters were, Yeah, especially her, Mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, she came out of that situation being raised in a tower and starved and uh, tortured and abused, um, incredibly weak, Mm -hmm. yet... Like, when it came time to learn how to ride the horse, like, they were so surprised that she could endure the amount of pain of, like, the muscle soreness that it takes to ride a horse all day. And that you would, like, a normal person would be complaining, crying, whatever, and she never did. Like, she never cried out in pain once in the whole entire book, you Mm -hmm. know, even though. And it just, like all makes so much sense and and just like her curiosity of just being so excited to see things mm-hmm. with her own eyes for the first time and taste things with you know her own mouth for the first time and that she never got to experience it just 
it just was a really interesting character that had so many facets to it, which I really um, enjoyed. But I was kind of bummed that she didn't have any powers. Like, I kept thinking that she would get them. But she has sight. Not really. Like, she has, like, better than normal eyesight. Yeah. But not, like, her mother who could see, like, lands away Mm -hmm. and see other kingdoms and hone in on an individual and watch them, you know? Yeah. But, like, she could just, she had a keen eye, like, a like slightly past what a, a non-magical person could do, you know? And when they, there's a scene where they meet the goddess mm-hmm. Vela and I thought for sure, like, oh, it's going to like open up her sight and she's going to then get the power of sight. And it didn't. I was like, what a waste of opportunity. They just like gave her like a cryptic tarot reading. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I feel like in a YA, that would be when she's given like something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but... Maybe that's why, because I only read YA. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, why talk about dragons if you're not going to have dragons? Mm-hmm. Why talk about magical powers if nobody's going to have them? Yeah. Like, what? Like, it really was barely a fantasy. The only thing that really made it fantasy was like that there were some, that the animals that they would hunt and stuff were not regular animals and then there was like some light yeah there was zombies yeah they could re like her brother had a special power he could reanimate dead beings right but then also he didn't he wasn't born with that power he like it was something they they, you have to do something like horrible Mm -hmm. to like i guess get the power of like some evil demon or something like murder a child or something was it Oh. I don't remember, but it was like some like you had to have done, I guess, kind of Harry Potter-ish of like, you know, to make a horcrux, you have to murder someone. Yeah. It was like it was something like that to like gain the power to reanimate dead things. I'm sure it was something awful. Yes. Yeah. And so, so then he did send zombies to attack them. Yeah. A few times. A few times. I mean, that because I'm not like a fantasy person, mm-hmm. sci-fi. And I think the issue for me is like world building is really hard for me. And then just like the constraints of a world because I'm like, well, if anything can happen, then like then anything can happen. And like, what is the point of like reading about it? Right. And I did think that they did. Millivane did a good job with this with the world building where like you said, mm-hmm. it was like, it's pretty much our world. And then there are zombie animals. It's pretty much our world. But some people have the gift of sight. You know what I mean? But no one in the no no characters in the book that were like that were alive, alive. Yeah, had, had that gift. Yeah. Um, so yes, I was I was expecting more fantasy, but then yes, and they're like the final battle scene, they reanimate some like giant I couldn't understand what that was. Mm-hmm. Did you understand what that was? You know, just like a giant animal. I'm like some impossibly large thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole scene I had a hard time following. I never follow battle scenes in books. I'm just like, I'm oh, and always they're confused. fighting, and then and then the good guys won. Yeah, fighting, they, fighting, fighting. Something happened. Then yeah, what happened? Yeah, but it felt like that whole battle scene happened on top on the reanimated giant animal. Yeah, they had to k- kill that animal again. I guess so. But then was the brother standing on the animal also? Like, I was just very, I was like, I have no idea what's going on. I need to see it as a movie. Yeah. Okay. 
do you cast it in your head when you read a book? Because I do that sometimes. Well, because in this book, on the cover, there's like a man Uh who is like, you know, all dirty and wearing skins and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think I pictured the guy from that show, The Vikings. I think I pictured for him. Okay. But see, one thing I, 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 when I was reading the book, I, I pictured them darker skinned and I pictured Ivan darker skinned too. Mm -hmm. I don't know what was in the description. So I was kind of surprised that it was like. A white oh, guy? A white guy, a blonde white guy on the cover. I was uh-huh. like, I don't know if that was accurate, but maybe I just misread it. But in my mind, I pictured Jason Momoa. Yeah. I pictured Jason I pictured Jason Momoa and Zendaya. Oh. Wouldn't she be a good Evane? Yeah. Well, because also in Dune, doesn't she have those eyes? Yeah. Yeah. But she also would be she has like the very like wafy, mm. like she looks like she could be frail, but mm-hmm. she's still sneakily strong and... Witty, I don't know. That's fantastic casting. Thank you. I think let's call Hollywood. I the whole time I was like, this would be such a good movie though, yeah. or at least a series. Yeah, I agree. But it would be like better than whatever House of Dragon stuff. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I'm for more romance on the screen because they're not. I don't understand why they don't get more adaptations. Honestly, because isn't it like the top genre of? books that people actually buy and then they just keep re-fucking-doing Austin shit which I'm sorry like I love Jane Austen like (laughs) she's great she did great things but like cool it listen and now they're doing that show that's like the Edith Wharton the Buccaneers I don't even know what that is oh I've heard mixed reviews but yeah well they did Bridgerton and that was a huge smash everyone loved Bridgerton so let's do more. Let's do more. Let's keep it going. Let's keep I this ride going. I don't understand it. Really controversial opinions about Jane Austen. And not, it's just not for me and I don't enjoy it. Fine. I don't have anything negative to say, mm-hmm. but there's just nothing about that entire genre. But especially Jane Austen, it just doesn't speak to me at all. And I can't even stand watching it. I think the thing with Jane Austen is she was the prototype for so many yeah. stories that like we reiterate on as a society. Sure. That's like you have to give her that. Like, but I like Clueless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's like in that way you have to give her respect. But like yes. I'm done with the adaptation. Like we're yes. done. Guys, yes. move on. And there's yes. so many like this would make an amazing film or series. Like it would be, it would be so unreal. Good. It, would it would be, be so, so good. Cool. It would make such a good series. It would be, we need to cast Zendaya and Jason Momoa. Great. And it'd be so good. Yes. It'd be so, they're it would so be hot. Yes. Yeah. It would be so great to watch them have simulated sex. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Sorry, Spider-Man. <laughs> Move L- over. Listen, we have he, a barbarian. <laughs> he knows. And it's all just for, it's just pretend. But I, I think, uh, yeah. I, I, you don't think, um. Hmm. That they're just pretend. They're that's a real. That's not like a PR. No, when she works though, and she kisses somebody else, it's pretend. Oh, oh, no. But I know. I think they're they're a Target and shit. Like they're real. Yes. Like you don't go to Target with your beard. No. Um, (laughs) with your showman's. Your (laughs) showman's. I am interested. I mean, if anybody out there knows why, like, there's not more romance adaptations, I would love to hear it. I think it's because fucking men make decisions. Yeah. About like it's misogyny. The studio heads are still men right and they don't 
see the value, which I don't understand because look at the numbers mm-hmm. of how much these books are selling. And there are so many weird sci-fi and like, no offense, and I'm happy sci-fi people have their thing, but it's like sci-fi is so expensive and there yeah. are all these sci-fi things that are getting made. And I'm like, I've never heard of this. Yeah. I don't understand why. Yeah. Just and romance is all character development, too, mm-hmm. and story. And it's all like mm-hmm. heavy story and world building. And it's like already made. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, guys, let's get on this. Yeah. I am yeah. with you. And hire a female showrunner because I feel like also every romance oh adaptation ends God. up being like run by a guy. And not that they can't, but it ends up being. They it's can't. a different story. It's a different Sorry. story. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but it's like it's it's <laughs> tough. I'm looking for this uh, this season of Bridgerton is my favorite Bridgerton book. Okay. And it's being run by a female showrunner. So I have very high expectations actually. I got I kind of fall off of Bridgerton because mm-hmm. well, Reggae Sean Page isn't in the rest of it, right? No. So like every season is gonna be a different Okay. Couple. Okay. I watched the first season with my ex and he kind of looks like Reggae Sean Page. Okay. And so I, it's like triggering to me, Bridgerton mm, now. He's not there anymore. I know. I also love that he just kind of fell off. Like he was in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which I actually really liked. But he kind of fell off, which I'm not rooting against him. It's just that he reminds me of my ex. So I'm like, good. You're lame. Parasocial. You're B-list celebrity. I think there's just one more part of heart of blood and ashes that I want to talk about and then oh yeah and then we can we can move on to like swooning and things like that um what that means wait what I'll tell you okay but so at the end of so basically they have awful sex which it is a romance trope that the first time a couple has sex it's awful which I do not always it happens just like occasionally I do kind of love it because like who has amazing sex the first time they have sex nobody like nobody it doesn't happen this is literally me yeah. learning the tropes. Yeah. I'm literally learning. I didn't know. I, I wish I would No, sometimes known. it's amazing and she comes four times and uh, sometimes not. So it's like, no, you, it's not like a trope like every time it's going to be mm-hmm. this way, but like it happens occasionally and I kind of love it. No, that is good because it yeah. is real. I've never had good sex the first time I had sex with somebody. No. And so she, uh, so she shows him the shield. He's, he finally believes her after but I will say pages. before that happened he decided he didn't care that she was lying and right. that he loved her yes but he still said but he yes, still he, doesn't, he needs to believe her like no, that a, a yeah 100% yeah. but it, i'm my point just being that he didn't fall in love with her because oh right he realized that 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 was what the truth was mm-hmm. is that he loved her in spite of still not believing her He's like, I don't care. I understood you lied because you had to protect your life, and I understand. Right. And she's like, I didn't fucking lie to you ever, bitch. You asshole. So and then, he was going away to war. Yeah, he goes away to war. She, she gets kidnapped by her father. Yeah. Brought to this castle. Her father makes her tricks her into drinking the half moon milk, which was at a bordering hint. Mm-hmm. So she. Th- and th- they had had sex 12 hours before. So, like, was she pregnant or not? We don't no. even know. It, it, whatever. Yeah. He shows her, he sends the bloody sheets to Maddox to be like, she she was tricking you all along. She, of course, assumes, like, this guy's only ever believed the worst of me. He's going to believe this, too. Like, yeah. He's going to want to kill me. So, she has, she kills her father. I don't even remember that. Her father ends up dead somehow. 
Honestly, the book was so slow Mm -hmm. in terms of the actual moving forward of the plot of the book. You got a lot of, like, character development and stuff and a lot of good, like, I don't know, it's the memories we made along the way type of... So it wasn't... It was still good, but then all of the action, so many things happened in, like, the last chapter that I, like, couldn't even really keep up with it. And it's a lot of names. So many names, and I don't don't know any of them. Yeah, and it's really hard to, like, and fantasy names are so hard, because it's not, like, just name somebody, like... Brian. Brian and Phil. Yeah. And I can keep track of, but I cannot keep track of, like, Nayaz and Borajak, and I'm like, uh, who... (laughs) I can't. No. Right. Just, it's hard. just name somebody Kevin. It's okay. But that's like, did you notice in every sci-fi or fantasy, there's always a guy named Jamie? Why? No. Oh, yeah. Jamie Lannister? Jamie Lannister. Outlander is Jamie. I'm just like, oh, that's really? just such a name that I think of as such a modern name. And somehow yeah. every... Anyway, that's an aside. She kills her father. So he uh-huh. comes with all the dragons and he's like, we're ready to lay siege. And to by it. dragons, just, just like, our, like his friends. soldiers. Yeah, his, mm-hmm. his buddies. To lay siege to this castle, and she's kind of already done it. He's dead. All the people in the castle are thrilled because they all hated the king, too. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the other thing is that they knew that if the people knew about her, they would follow her instead of her. Everybody loves her when, as Mm -hmm. soon as they see her, they're like, this is queen, this is queen energy, Mm -hmm. big queen energy, we're in. Mm -hmm. So... Maddox arrives. Everybody's just like chill in the castle. Like they're having the time of their life. They have this queen that they love. Things are perfect. Mm-hmm. The, the, the bad guy is dead. And she's just waiting in a tower to be killed by him. Because she's like, he doesn't believe me. I know he doesn't believe me. And as like a full circle moment of her like being raised in a tower, not being able to see anything, just basically waiting to die. Because mm-hmm. she is constantly being poisoned by her family and, and yeah. abused. To have that happen, and then Maddox comes in, and she's like, okay, I'm ready for you to kill me. Like, I've made peace with it. And he's like, I would do anything for you. I would never hurt you. I would, how do you not know that? How do I, how have I not, you know, told you that yet? I'm like, bitch, where have you been? You do not hear the things that come out of your mouth and the way that you treat her? Yeah, exactly. It's like, we know, but like that, and I think that is such a great moment and such a big payoff of like, yeah. yes, you fucking idiot. And he, how could yes. she possibly know this because you've treated her like shit for six hundred pages, and now you're like, how do you not know that I loved you and I would come across anything for you and yeah. I would crawl across glass for you? And she's like, come again. Remember when you tried to rip my tongue out and told me yeah. you would never love me? Remember when I slept with those dogs? Yeah, like it's crazy. And so. Anyway, they, they're in love. And, and therein lies the fantasy, right? Yeah, A exactly. man realizing that he was an asshole and admitting it and then not doing it again. Yeah. And changing behavior. And something that I think is, it, so that's kind of like the end of the book. They're in love. Mm-hmm. King and queen. Everyone's obsessed with them. It's great. We're all obsessed. We're obsessed. We're in love. We're crying. We're It's full circle mm-hmm. moment. And then they decide to not have kids until after the destroyer comes, which I found interesting. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Because that was another thing that made it feel reminiscent of Game... Did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's like, there's the big bad thing that's going to come destroy everything mm-hmm. looming over the smaller kingdoms fighting over power yeah. amongst themselves. And then they finally are like, oh, I guess we got to unite to fight this big bad. Um, yeah. I guess then, with what you said earlier about they had... To have a child because that's what makes her queen. 
maybe because her father was dead and they already accepted her as queen that that it wasn't necessary anymore. When I think also that she marries the Ron of Parsanthi or whatever of his land, then she becomes. And I think, wait, what? yeah, they just accept her as queen. R- Ron, what? Ron is what they call kings. So oh, Ron I'm like, who's Ron? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, that is a little bit of a plot hole, but it's fine. Okay. Also, I am not confident enough in my understanding of anything to call something a plot hole. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say something that I've oh, missed no. and I didn't understand. Yeah, guys, if there's anything that we say and you're like, that's not true, you're probably right. A hundred percent. Yeah, because I read this a few weeks ago. Kelly finished it like a week or two ago. Uh-huh. Um, but we did love the book. And the yeah. vibes we're pretty sure on. We're hundred percent on I totally the got the vibes. Yeah. Yes. And the I, details, you know, it's hard. It's, you know, you, you can let us know, uh, you know, if we missed anything. Yeah, somebody please explain Explain. Yeah. I would love someone who understands all of the lore to explain the lore to me. Mm-hmm. But I just am enjoy. I'm I'm just having a good time. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. I'm like, I'm trusting that there's reasons behind everything. Do you, any final thoughts about the book? Um, It definitely changed my perspective of what a romance novel could be. Mm -hmm. I was not, I was expecting the ratio of story and character development to sexual content to be completely reversed. Mm. Then it was, I wasn't expecting to read hundreds of pages before of like quality story and character development before anything sexual happened and that the sexual stuff would be few and far between. Um, but yeah, I so it definitely did change my perspective a little bit. Yeah. Well, do you like? I don't know if we went over this, but do you know the two th- qualities that a book needs to have for it to be a romance? No, I do not. Oh, do you want to guess or no? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me. Um. Uh, so a, a central love story. So it needs to be about okay. a couple. But there are also books that are about like triads and groups and things like uh. that. But like anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Don't tell my poly friends I made that noise. <laughs> They're already in the comments. Okay. How quickly they come. Um, so, yeah, anyway, a central love story, and it ends with a happily ever after. Okay. So Good. I love that. Need. I need. I don't like going into a book not knowing how this is going to turn out for, for me, you know? That's why I think, yeah, that's the thing about romance that is the best part about romance is that you know everything is going to be f- fine like they are going to end up together and i think the exciting part of it is especially like in this book which again is like a phenomenal book Mm -hmm. you have to also believe that it's impossible at certain stages because if you don't have that then the payoff of them being together at the end isn't like as exciting yes exactly so which does speak to my issue that i was bringing up earlier of just like you can't just have an interesting story where two people meet and then treat each other with respect and then get married because that's boring. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, but listen, that book is being written a lot. Okay. All and right. it's, it's just not one that we're like particularly interested in, but it's like, yeah. I don't know, they call that like a cozy romance. Oh, so it's like just like, and then we went conflict. for a, a walk in the park and, mm-hmm. or maybe the conflict is outside of the relationship. Yeah. Like Romeo and Juliet, like your family hates my family kind of a thing or 
Not even that. Okay. I mean, there's oh, wow. a lot, some that are just like, Listen. what if these two nice people were nice slowly to fell each in other. love and were nice to each other? Yep. You know what? There's there a reader go. for every book. Yeah. And if that's something you enjoy, then I'm thrilled for you because you have that. Yes. I need high conflict. Yeah. I need like high drama. I need like life or death stakes. Yeah. Like that's what I'm into. I need like groveling and I need huge declarations of love. Yes. Like I need big, big emotions. Yes. So. At the end of the day, this book was really two people working through their trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, finding love on the other side of that, which is, I think, very relatable. Yeah. Would you read another romance? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. You can read the next in the series. I don't know if I, if I, if I would, I, I might want to try something new. Maybe something that actually has dragons. Okay. Maybe. If anybody has books out there that are dragon books to recommend to Kelly... Email us at lyricpostpodcast at gmail.com. A dragon rope. Does that so much to ask? Well, no, there I'm is one. We already did it. It's called Dragonbound. I mean, there's more than one, but it's called Dragonbound. And it uh-huh. is about a man who is a shifter and is sometimes a dragon and sometimes Ooh. a man. So read Dragonbound. Oh, it's kind of like, um, oh, what's that Studio uh, Ghibli movie? Is it Spirited Away? Is that the one where he turns a dragon to a man? I don't know. I never oh. saw that movie. You'd really like it. Okay. I'll see it. Yeah, so Dragonbound is a good one because then the dragon is the hero. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't need it. I don't need that. I don't have like a sexual fantasy about a dragon. I just find. Well, he's a man. That's the thing about shifters that I never. They only have sex when they're in human form. Good. Good. We don't need any of that. No disrespect to like furries or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum. Yeah. That's a fun. She's like a thief and she steals something from his dragon horde and he hunts her down oh that's kind of fun it's and actually it's a very fun book no it was great okay actually you would love it you should just i'll just read it it's much lighter than this one this was pretty heavy it was very heavy yeah yeah as i would say as a first romance this is like two three hundred level romance and you rolled with it which i think is fantastic yeah there you have it any final anything about no, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, my God. You were amazing. This was so <gasps> much fun. And you are welcome back, obviously, anytime. Yay. I see you at least every six to eight weeks yes. at a minimum. But and hopefully more, more often. Than yeah, that. yeah. We try more often. But we both have ADHD. And so it's, it's hard. So true. <laughs> <laughs> Making plans and keeping them are not our strong suit. But we do yeah. love each other very deeply. Yes. I love you very much. And we like to travel together, too. So yes. we can put a trip on the calendar. So then there's that. We're both wearing T-shirts we bought at Pioneer Town. Yeah. In Joshua Tree, California. Uh-huh. Um, so we have swooning. So swooning is, is there anything that you are really loving right now? It can be another book. It can be a TV show. It can be a podcast. It can be a product. It can be anything that you're into. What am I swooning over now? I'm just really into the fact that gummies are legal in New York. And <laughs> that's what I'm swooning over, guys. Yeah. That, Sorry. That's a new thing for you, gummies. Uh-huh. And then yeah. on top of that, then I'm just eating a lot of mini Snickers. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Go hand in hand. Yeah. That's what I'm swooning over. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. I thought of it. Sorry. Right. Uh, a, a docu-series that everyone has to watch. It's a cult docu-series. Is it Mother God? Yes. Oh, my God. Did you watch it? Mother God. Yes. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. 
It's Everyone so go upsetting. watch it and don't eat anything while you're watching the last no. episode. Or the first episode. Or the first five minutes. The first five minutes are terrifying, guys. But it, You can't even believe what you're seeing. No. And I can't believe they showed that on TV, frankly. Me neither. I was like, could I get a trigger warning? I know. And and like I wouldn't even have a had a context for it. Um yeah. So I don't want to give anything away. Mother but God. Mother, I mean, those women. Love has God. won. Yeah. Love has won. Fucking psychedelics, man. Be careful. Guys, Listen, be careful with your drugs. Don't do heroic amounts of mushrooms daily. No. How about don't don't do that. And don't be an alcoholic and die of liver failure. Yeah. And well, I mean, if someone says that they're hearing from Robin Williams and that's who's telling them to do things, maybe don't listen to them. Yeah. The Galactics. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I wanted now is like everything. I just want to be like what the Galactics told me. I she has all these dead celebrities that. Tell and thing. some not dead. And then also Donald Trump is there, who is alive. And um, Carol Burnett, who is alive. There you go. So some alive ones, they are not up to date on who is on which plane at the moment. Yes. But you know what? They're trying. They have a collage. They're, and you know what? If anyone tries to offer you colloidal silver, don't ingest it. That's topical only. I'm just going to say that. Oh, God. That's only to be used topically. I Yeah. It's shocking. Yeah, it's really disturbing. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm obsessed with right now. I know. That's what I'm swooning over. Oh, we'll be talking about Mother God. Okay. For a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, how can people find you? How can people book with you if, they oh, want, yeah. if they're uh, in New York City or making a trip here? Absolutely. I would love to see you. Uh you can follow my Instagram. It's go to Kel, mm-hmm. like go to hell, but just with a K. Okay, we'll link it. So yeah. And then you're at Fakai. Frederick Fakai in Soho, Soho mm-hmm. for now. For now. In mm-hmm. in the new year, we're going to be opening a new salon in the same neighborhood. So Okay. Can you say the name of the salon? Yes, or, it's or, uh, Maison 77. Maison 77. Mm-hmm. So anytime after February, book at Maison. Just DM me. Yeah. Just DM me on Instagram. And also, guys, if you DM Kelly your hair problems, because I've been with her as mm-hmm. women are DMing mm-hmm. their hair problems, she'll diagnose you and also schedule you. I stop you what and, I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. This woman loves hair. And I, I don't do. like the way <laughs> that Maddox loves you vain. <laughs> Kelly loves hair and color and is brilliant at it. Oh, thank you. So good. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you need a hair color recommendation based on a vibe, I'm mm-hmm. her girl. You are. Just vibes. Just vibes. Just vibes. So go to Cal. Um, if you have suggestions for Kelly, you can just DM her straight yeah. at go to Cal. She'll can. also take those. I will. Um, you can also email us at podcast at gmail.com. We have our Patreon. Um, rate, review, subscribe. We're on Instagram at Learning the Tropes. We have a Facebook group. We have merch. We have it all. Woohoo. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much, Kelly, for Thank joining you, us. Thank you, Erin. Check this dream. off my yearly goals. I mean, we can, uh, you're I was welcome back anytime. podcast. Yes. It happened. It happened. Check. Thank you. Everybody out there, happy reading.